From COK Studios in Joshua Johnson's Gymnasium, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutrock. On today's show, we'll consider a new book that chronicles the history of refugees and immigrants in America. We'll also consider the FIFA World Cup with Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN's Sports Yell. And we'll consider that I like my sugar with coffee and cream. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from ToneDeafClothing.com, the online apparel store for people who want to offend other people with their clothes. Shop today for 20% off any of our racially insensitive tank tops. Tone Deaf Clothing. We really don't care, do you? And the J. Ray Foundation. Helping people like Jay Ray go down to the bay and eat some hay. You don't say, I just may. Okay. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. The Trump administration released its plan for reuniting children who have been separated from their parents as a result of the president's zero-tolerance immigration policy. But in a fact sheet issued last Saturday, it provided no timeline for when those reunifications will happen. According to the fact sheet, the Department of Health and Human Services has 2,053 separate minors in HHS-funded facilities and is working with relevant agency partners to foster communications and work towards reuniting every minor and every parent or guardian via well-established reunification processes. The battle over immigration is rightly sparking fierce debate, even as Trump tries to fix a mess that he created. It begs the question... Who is acceptable as an immigrant or refugee, and why are certain groups okay while others are not? Joining us to shed some light on the history of immigration in the United States is the author of the new book, You're an Immigrant Too, A History of How Nobody Liked Your Ancestors Either, Dr. Christine O'Connell. Welcome to COK. Thank you for having me. Dr. O'Connell. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, call me Potato Face. Dr. Potato Face. Huh? Oh, yes. Call me Potato Face, or Patty, or Leprechaun, or how about Bog Trotter? I don't really want to call you any of those names. Of course you don't, because you're not anti-immigrant. But people did use those names for the Irish for a long time. Irish immigrants were some of the most despised people to ever come to this country. My great-great-grandfather came over during the potato famine and was taunted every day for the rest of his life. He was even taken by his neighbors while he was sleeping and put on a barge back to Ireland no less than 20 times. Unfortunately, what is happening on our southern border is nothing new. True. You outline in your book that no ethnic or religious group has been spared the indignity of being unwanted when they first came to the United States. Exactly. None of us are wanted here. None of us. Each time a new group came, they weren't wanted. The British, the Scottish, the Dutch, the Germans, the Irish, the Italians, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Jews, all the way up to now with Muslims and people from Central and South America. Every group came here looking to get away from their homeland and found a population that wanted nothing to do with them. And why is that? Well, think of the U.S. as an exclusive club that everyone wants to get into, but once you get in, you don't want anyone else to be in that club and make it too crowded or different from when you joined. It needs to stay exclusive, even though it's not that exclusive because they just let you in and a bunch of other immigrants like you. 
I see. Well, the thing is, is that the U.S. wasn't that great of a club to begin with. Sure, it had a pretty good reputation and you heard cool things about it, but when you finally got in, the music was way too loud, the DJ was super crappy, and the drinks were overpriced, and the women inside were all too haggard or too drunk. It's only through the infusion of new people that the club gets better. That's the mentality that we need to have. Now, how can people gain this type of perspective to realize that we're all adding to the culture while simultaneously not supposed to be here? Oh, it's simple. Just buy my book and embrace your inner potato face. Explain that if you would. Take your culture and meld it in so that it becomes part of the larger American ideal. It's no secret why all those Trump staffers who are fighting to keep immigrants out love Mexican restaurants and keep getting booed out of them. Mexican immigrants have made their mark on the culture. It's just about realizing that you can't have Mexican food without Mexican people. Or having Italian food without Italians. Or Irish whiskey without my drunken, belligerent ancestors. Embrace the potato face. Now, I like that idea, but isn't it easier said than done? Oh, it is. But we have to start somewhere. Next time you eat literally any food, think about where it came from. Guess what? It didn't come from here. It wasn't on the club's menu at the start. All we had when the club opened was Puritan turnip mush. So try and embrace whatever you enjoy and realize that it didn't originate here. Nothing did. Well put. Thank you for the time today. That was Dr. Christine O'Connell, author of You're an Immigrant 2, A History of How Nobody Liked Your Ancestors Either. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to sports and the FIFA Men's Soccer World Cup. Joining us via Skype from Russia are our good friends Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Nice to be here. Yo, Cordell. How are things there in Russia? It's been really fun. Obviously, we are just loving the World Cup. Really? I was under the impression that you didn't know that much about soccer, and that you actually kind of hate it. Well, you're not wrong. I mean, soccer's like a completely different language to us. Obviously. We had no clue what was going on for years. Oh, that's how I feel about American football. Exactly. We had to put ourselves in the shoes of people who don't care about the sports we love and who love soccer. It was eye-opening. Cecil and I had to learn when ESPN canceled the show Soccer Screaming, and we had to put soccer segments into our show. You both look a little beat up. What happened to you? Well, to prepare for the World Cup, we took a class from our Scottish friend, Annie McDonough, on the finer points of soccer hooliganism. Obviously, Rick and I have been in a bunch of different fights at games here in Russia. It's been really fun and a great way to bond with fans from all over the world. Ooh, what kind of things did you learn about being a hooligan? Well, the biggest thing was how to headbutt someone without breaking your nose. Obviously, I haven't mastered that yet, but we still have a lot of games left. I am, however, getting real good at kneeing people in the groin. We also learned the finer points of soccer trash talking. I can now say your team is a complete disgrace on the pitch in 16 languages. I got punched by two huge Tunisian fans for saying that during the England-Tunisia game. Then we all got beers after the game. 
Goodness. Oh, that's nothing. I got kicked out of the Germany-Sweden match for blowing a Vuvuzela in the Swedish coach's ear repeatedly. I'm not allowed it at any more Sweden games. Classic hooligan move, Rick. Wait, tell us which teams are looking good as we get close to tournament play. Well, Brazil is still my favorite, and I like the way Germany bounced back after a tough early loss. Obviously. Are you going to make a risky pick, or are you just going to stick with the perennial favorites, Rick? I'm taking England. They look great, and Harry Kane has been a wizard out there. Did you see his hat trick on Sunday? That guy is a stud. Yeah, no, I I missed it because those guys from Panama poured beer on me when I was mooning them. Well, it sounds like your behavior is getting a little out of hand. Are you sure you don't want to calm it down a little? No way! It's a World Cup, Cordell. I suppose you're right. I am quite proud of Harry Kane and the English team. This is the best side we've fielded in years. That's the spirit. Let's hear a good soccer insult. Uh, uh, your team can't kick at all. In fact, they're utterly pathetic. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Find your inner hooligan. You stink! My mother can kick harder than that! Is that really the best you can do? Go f*** yourself! Your team is a bunch of f***ing whiny little f***s! If I were you, I'd go home before I jam a f***ing cleat right up your ass, all you giant piece of Wow, that was intense! Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch English football matches with my grandmother, Harriet. She got pretty salty. Thanks for bringing back those memories. Those were fun times. No problem. Thank you, Cordell. That was Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator from ESPN Radio's Sports Yell. For more World Cup coverage, go to your local pub and pick a fight. Now it's time for our weekly Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate all the wins we can. Congratulations to Samantha B. and her TV show, Full Frontal, who created a weekly newsletter of good news for viewers called Little Victories. Even though it seems to be a blatant rip-off of this segment, we can't fault you for wanting to get more good news out there in the world. Well done on this plagiaristic Big Little Win. You'll be hearing from our lawyers. Our other big little win comes from Dan Stevens in Potomac, Maryland, who risked eating hummus that was well past the sell-by date and didn't get sick from it. Maybe don't eat it for too much longer, Dan, because you don't want this little win to turn into a massive loss, if you know what I mean. I think we do. If you want to share a big little win with us, post it on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. Make sure to leave us a review on Facebook and at iTunes, where you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm coming for you, Dinah. (laughs) 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 That is a good Cordell evil laugh.